0: Welcome to another episode of Built on Passion. I'm Drew, and today we're talking to Haley Schwartz, co-founder of Actual Veggies. They make veggie burgers that are made with plant-only ingredients and sold in national grocery stores like Wegmans and Fresh Market. We talk about their story of raising money and from venture capital, selling into grocery stores, and managing advertising with limited data. All right, Haley, thank you so much for joining us today. To get started, could you just give me kind of a brief almost like an elevator pitch of your brand and kind of what you sell.
1: Hi there. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, I'm Haley Swartz, the co-founder and co-CEO of Actual Veggies, and we make veggie burgers that actually taste like veggies. Uh, We have four veggie burgers that each taste like their primary ingredient, the actual black burger that's black bean, the actual green burger that's kale and broccoli, the actual purple burger that's beet, and the actual orange burger that's sweet potato. super excited to be here and tell you more about them.
0: Awesome. Can you tell me a little bit about you and kind of your background?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I started, I'm from California. I went to University of Michigan and I started my career at AOL actually in product and tech, and then had a few careers in the startup world. And then most recently before actual veggies, I was Part of the founding team of Alibaba North America and what we were doing is helping our counterparts in China sort of build the the U.S. office and um, help entrepreneurs work with suppliers in China. So I uh, got to meet a lot of people who were starting their own businesses and it just seemed a lot of fun and sort of got the itch to do it myself.
0: That's awesome. That's a really impressive background. I imagine that helped a lot in starting this company. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about why actual veggies?
1: Sure. So, I mean, this is actually a product created for my co-founder. He had stopped eating meat in May 2000, or I would say actually November 2019, and was looking to replace the meat burger. He realized, uh, you know, he started eating Impossible Beyond Burger, and while it tasted that really good, it wasn't that healthy for him. Um, And then on the other side, he went to find another veggie burger at the grocery store and realized, you know. They weren't really that experience that you get when you go to a restaurant and have a delightful experience around the veggie burger. And there was a really quite enough, like a white space to bring a chef crafted like restaurant style veggie burger to the grocery store. I'm someone who I I do eat meat actually, but I always think about what's in my food and also like a lot of people trying to eat a lot less meat. So when Jason brought me this idea, I thought it was super interesting. I thought there's no way that this doesn't exist. Like there has to be a good veggie burger at the grocery store, but really you can't find it. So um, we joined together in March, 2020, along with my brother um, to bring these veggie burgers to life.
0: That's awesome. You guys are in currently in stores right now, right?
1: We are in stores.
0: That sounds like super fast. Like 2020 to in stores today. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we're really lucky. I mean, I think, first of all, our product tastes really good. Not to, I mean, I might be a little biased, but at the same time, like I said, like the media beyond impossible is doing a really good job of educating people on the importance of eating less me, um, both for environmental reasons and health reasons. And yet, like there really isn't that many healthy options that are convenient, and easy to make out there. So our product, we really had amazing product market fit um, when, we came, when we came up with this idea. And while we spent all of 2020 sort of developing it and getting our co-packers and sort of getting the bones in place, we started selling in, in January 2021 and we just really are just seeing more and more people and more and more stores excited about what we're doing.
0: So you guys basically did the majority of your development and getting started during the pandemic. What was that like?
1: It's so interesting. I really don't know any different. I think it's, it was a lot harder for people who started their businesses in 2019, 2018. And then they had to pivot for us. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen anything different and more the challenge has been now when the world's opening up that I have to do in person meetings. I don't have an excuse to say, stay behind the computer. And I've, I'm not as if it be obviously like relationships are super important to me, but I have to like, you know, scheduling more time for travel and all these other things and that's actually been the transition but really like for us you know we raised money during the pandemic we met our first buyers during the pandemic and this is all over Zoom so it's only now that I'm getting to meet these people in person which is sort of cool
0: that's super interesting I imagine it's like really I guess difficult to like portray a food product virtually.
1: Yes and no. I mean, what what I try to do is before meetings is send the product to people. So then it really tells its own story. I have to say it's a lot easier to sell a physical product than like what the products I used to be in, which was tech. And, you know, it's a lot more like a longer sales process. Once you really have our veggie burgers, it sells itself. So that's, that's exciting.
0: So you mentioned that you raised money. What was that process like?
1: So we immediately in March, 2020, we thought we were going to bootstrap this. We came across a plant-based accelerator um, who ended up not only putting in 125,000 immediately, but also gave us resources to help start the business. And once we started, did that, we knew that we were going to sort of take the venture capital route and really from them and their introductions we really in early sales we were able to sort of start that process um, even though it was over zoom and you know from there you know once we started at, like I think a lot of people say once we started getting a little bit of interest from a few um, folks and who are you know whether strategic invest uh, angels, or VCs, it was a little easier to get other uh, folks involved. Um, We are in a pretty hot category, I would say. And at the same time, with some sales and a product that people really like, it's been really awesome to get to put this in front of so many folks.
0: That's super cool. So you you mentioned the resources. I, I imagine for people who haven't worked with venture capital in the past, there's probably a lot of help that you get from venture capital that's not money. That probably helped out. Can you give a little more detail about that?
1: Yeah, I, it is actually really funny. I will say that a lot of people's strategy is to raise as much from one person or one fund as possible. And we've actually done the opposite. We've raised from like, basically, like we're, le- we're happy to take checks as small as 25K, you know, up to I think our biz- biggest check has been like maybe like a million at, um what we like is having this huge community of people that we can go to for anything. Like some of our biggest helpers actually only put in 25 K and are giving us, you know, because everyone who's on our team wants to help us. And whether that's a connection to a restaurant that we want to have our burgers in or a grocery store, we want to have our burger in or a celebrity that we want to um, endorse our product. Like it's really cool to have such a huge community with different talents and skills that can help us all, all these different things. So while yes, it, it takes more time to raise that money. Like I've found it like extremely valuable to have this huge community of people that I can go to um, and ask for help when needed.
0: So what is what does your team currently look like?
1: So our team is me and my co founder and co CEO Jason, whose idea it was and I talked about and then really exciting my brother Alex, he just joined f- uh, full time. Um, he's also a co founder, and he's our COO. Um, he has a background in supply chain and operations. And he's been Super powerful and helping us. Um, We have one person who runs our marketing and then everyone else is is outsourced at this point. So we have an outsourced sales team. We have an outsourced PR team, um, design team. And it's just been really great. Uh, We work with some interns who help manage our social media. And really, it's just it's small. It's efficient. Um, And I'm sure we will grow um, soon, but like it's pretty fun.
0: So what does the process look like? to get into some of these major retailers? I guess also mentioned some of the stores that you're in too.
1: Yeah, sure. So right now we're in Sprouts Nationwide. We're in Wegmans. We are in Fresh Market. We'll be in Whole Foods Nationwide this summer. And then we work with a lot of the online retailers. So in Perfect Root Foods, Hungry Root, Fresh Direct, Sun Basket, Crowd Cow, which is actually a place you can get meat and veggie burgers now. So that's really fun. And then yeah, so basically, what I mean, this might be like I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Um, I'm really just reaching out. You know, I'm trying to find the right buyers at the grocery store, or you know, connecting with everyone I can, or seeing who knows someone, and just really just reaching out and being like, "Hey, can I send you samples?" and trying to use the product to get people's interest, and not being afraid of people saying no. I mean, it's it's really just trying to use LinkedIn as as a network, um, which is really, I feel lucky to have that. Um, We do also have an outsourced sales team who has a focus on uh, or and has the relationships with grocery stores. So we rely on them a lot as well. We also go to trade shows so people can find us that way. So it's really just trying to hit people as as many different ways as possible and just like leverage my community, le- leverage experts, um, the grocery business, you're still working with brokers as well um, for certain stores um, like Meijer and Target and Costco. So um, really trying to find the best brokers to work with us and represent us um, in places that we don't have those connections.
0: So what percentage, you guys, you guys sell online. Um, it looked like on your website. So like what, what percentage breakdown is, is sales? Is it like mostly in store and a little bit online or what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So we really don't try to push our D to C business for us. Um, It's while it's, good for brand awareness. It's, it's expensive. Um, there's a lot of material needed to send frozen product or refrigerated product. While we have it on our website for people who can't get it anywhere else, we really try to direct people to grocery stores and to our online partners. So um, our, our online partners are, you know, it's sort of like a to c experience. I would say right now that's probably 50% of our business, um, but what we really expect grocery to, grocery to be about 90% of our business by the end of this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, it seems like you guys are adding stores like crazy, so yeah, yeah we're that excited makes sense. With in-store and online and, you know, online from other online retailers, how do you manage the effectiveness of any advertising?
1: It's, it's interesting because especially someone who's coming from a tech background and used to seeing, you know, exact data to sh- drive results. Um, grocery store data is really hard to come across. So, and it's, it's really, it's in a certain ways, it's really old school. Like we don't have access to a ton of data, um, which is sometimes is definitely a frustration, but really what we're, what we're spending our, most of our money is driving awareness in the grocery store. So, you know, like it is the best ad to have your product on the shelves and whether that's including, uh, a promo for like a buy one, get one free or a product scan. We're really working um, on testing a bunch of those different things and not relying as, you know, obviously we have our social media online, but really less uh, paid media and more in-store activation and working with the grocery store on what their best their best programs are. So like, for example, with Fresh Market this summer, we're doing this really cool program where they have a, a burger dinner bundle, and that includes like some like uh, fries and burger and bun and everything like that. And we're we're part of that bundle for the veggie burger. So they have a beef burger and a veggie burger and we're gonna be their uh, burger. So trying to do really creative things like that, um, but more working with each grocery store individually to work on the best promotions.
0: Yeah, I I imagine the lack of data is like really frustrating because you can't, for example, you couldn't A-B test your packaging to know like whether or not one packaging is selling better than another or how important the packaging actually is versus you know some of the other activations
1: yeah that's exactly it there are some gross grocery stores that are awesome with data wegmans is one of them and it's like it, i've never been so happy to see data <laughs> in my whole life i like look at it every single morning and i mean i guess this would be the same with any tech product or d2c too there's just so many different variables to understand you know why something's working or not working you know you might not see any sales and it, it might be because the product is out of stock on the shelf, not because it's not doing well. Like it's, it's just, you, and you know, you have, and you can't just look online to see that you have to go have someone go into the store to see it, or maybe it's, they forgot to put it on the shelf. Who knows? And, and these are, so there's a lot more manual work than doing like something where you're just doing D 2 C or selling something online.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, that sounds way more difficult, but what about product development? How do you guys develop your products?
1: So for our product, it's not totally like, you know, it's all clean ingredients that like probably you can make something, some of our products and that you could make them in the kitchen, you know? Um, So they're pretty straightforward. Um, What we do is we have a community of chefs that we work with. So when we have a new concept or a new idea that we've researched, you know, that we think there's an opportunity with, we really just, you know, we'll hire like freelance chefs. So like the same way you might hire, hire a freelance designer and sort of maybe have like three different chefs try one recipe and say, hey, we want to make a burger with pumpkin or mushrooms. Like, what would that look like? So right now, we're, we're always testing new things. Um, and it, it, it could just be as simple as like a customer says they want something or we see an opportunity. Um, we, we spend a lot of our time asking buyers what products are there are missing from their categories um, and what they would like to see or what they think would sell well. Um, so using them as part of the process but really working with like different chefs is really cool because um, they each bring something new to the table.
0: Do you have any products in the works right now?
1: Yeah, we have too many products in the works right now. (laughs) So yeah, so we've, we recently launched our breakfast burgers, which are essentially instead of just, uh, so our veggie burgers taste like obviously the veggies that are in them. Our breakfast burgers taste like the fruits that are in them. So they're super like Hmm. innovative um, and different than anything out there. Think like and in between of a breakfast, of a like, I don't know, like a breakfast patty and a uh, waffle. Um, so one of them, for example, is like, include, it's like, and like I would say like acai bowl meets burger. Um, so it has like blueberry, plantain, cauliflower, banana, hemp seeds, sunflower seeds, cinnamon. And it's like you you still cook it warm and then you could put like honey and granola on it or something like that, too. So it's super good. That's something that's interesting. We're working on colorful buns. So to to complete the burger meal, um, we definitely don't just want to be a burger company. We want to be a company that celebrates products that have real, real ingredients and real vegetables in them.
0: What um, what would you say has been kind of the hardest part of starting your business?
1: I mean, the hardest part is that none of my co-founders and I have CPG experience and knowing when to trust ourselves or or listen to and say, hey, we're going to do things differently or, you know, yeah, we're going to go against advice of other people or and when to trust other folks um, and who to trust. It's it's really hard. I think um, I have a tendency to doubt myself um, and I'm trying to get a lot better with just making a decision and going forward with that. And trusting my co-founders. But, you know, like I said, sometimes that voice of like, hey, we've never done this before. Do we know what we're doing? Is this the right route? How much money should we raise? When should we raise the money? How fast should we go into different grocery stores? How many grocery stores should we go into? All those questions. Like, we have a thought, but, you know, there's never a right answer and knowing and someone who like likes to see things as black and white, this has definitely been an experience of trying to be okay with the gray.
0: So I mean, with that, what advice would you give to someone who maybe doesn't have the right the background that you know would, would expect who wants to start a food business today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, having co-founders, I, it's like the silliest thing. But like, I, there's no way that I could do this myself. And, you know, having people who under, are in the room with you all the time is really important because like there's so many more moments I would give up if there wasn't someone on my side um, at the same. And then on the other side is, you know, having some people around you who know who've been in the industry, known what know what they're doing as advisors and then just doing something like, so like I think Jason is probably the best at this, but like not getting just making a decision and sticking to it versus like, I think some people get so scared about, just taking a step so like even if it's wrong so like for example like at the beginning of the company we didn't have our packaging and i think a lot of people would be like oh we can't send samples then we just we went and bought beyond burger took beyond burger out cleaned the packages very thoroughly and put our burgers in them and sealed them ourselves and then went to the print shop printed like a tray cover and you know sent the samples and they were made in our apartments like A lot of people would say, oh, I need the actual tray. I need the actual like sleeve to do that. And we just always like sort of faked it till we made it and always said yes before we actually could do things. So
0: yeah, I think that's incredibly important to be able to like move quickly and not get like completely stuck by roadblocks that, you know, would seem like completely game stoppers for you. Yeah. But I mean, that pretty much wraps us up here. Before we finish, I want to give you a chance to kind of plug actual veggies and tell everyone how to find it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, so like I said, um, the best way to support us is to go to your local grocery store. And if they don't have it, tell them they should get it. And then if you're near a Wegmans, a Fresh Market, a Sprouts, please go and buy them there. If not, you can find them on um, Hungry Root, and Perfect Foods, Fresh Direct, Sunbasket, and of course, our website um, as well. So um, yeah, thank you. And follow us at Actual Veggies and reach out to me, Haley at Actual if you have any questions and... Yeah.
0: That's it. Awesome. Thanks, Haley. It was great talking to you today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Built On Passion podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are still listening right now, you need to leave a review. Like seriously, if you are committed enough to listen to the outro, then you must be a fan and we would love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to share this episode with a friend who's thinking about starting a passion project business. And as always, tune in next week for another episode.